Art is more than just a composition of beautiful colors and carefully placed brushstrokes. When we can think about it more expansively, that is. Welcome to the Art of Podcast, a show that unveils the masterpiece resulting from you taking your healing into your own hands. I'm your host, Leah Fisher, a trauma survivor turned multi-awarded reflectionist artist with a master's degree in counseling. My highest intention is to create a community for self-healers. Together, we'll unlock your own creative capacity to design a life of holistic wellness and embrace the healing journey, one step at a time. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. You are listening to The Art of Podcasts, and this is episode number 11. Well, welcome back to The Art of Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Fisher. And how are you guys doing today? I'm doing I'm doing really good. I, uh, I'm going to review a book for you today that it really holds a special place in my heart. It was given to me at the very beginning of my Al-Anon recovery by my sponsor. And it's really just been this beautiful piece of literature that has really held my hand as I've gotten to know myself and become a little bit more comfortable with who I am and my emotions. The book is The Book of Qualities by J. Ruth Gendler. And what it is, it's a little reader and she goes into our human qualities and to our emotions and personifies them and gives them these stories and these qualities and has them interact with each other. And it, um, it's really beautiful. And what I love about this book is that when I am feeling a tough emotion or something I don't understand or something that's overwhelming, I go to this book and I look it up because it has this glossary of, of all these feelings and emotions and everything. And go and read about it from her perspective. And it makes me feel a little removed, a little detached from my emotion, not quite so involved. It, it relieves some seriousness and puts some space and distance around it. And that helps me to process my emotion, to not get too deep in it and to sit with it and to be with it and accept it and let it move through my body and let it leave my energy field so that it doesn't get stuck with me and make me emotionally and physically sick. (laughs) If you'd like to know a little bit more of that, I did do an episode. I believe it was episode number eight on letting go by David Hawkins. And he really goes in depth about each of the emotions and how to let them go. Um, But for the sake of our discussion today, know that just sitting with your emotion, accepting it and letting it process through your body is is what you want to do for these lower emotions. Another book that I'll be referencing during this podcast is Power Versus Force, which is also by David Hawkins. And it's, it's a great book and I might do an episode on it later. But for the purposes of this discussion, we'll be referencing his map of consciousness and it's basically his, he gives the emotions like a a chronological leveling order. It starts with shame down at 50 and it goes all the way up to transcendence, which I believe is 700 or a thousand or something like that. But uh, I'll be referencing that a little bit. And, but if you want to go check that out for my 
overachieving listeners, that is definitely the PhD level. It's such a cool book. But right now, we just need to know the levels of consciousness. So I will begin. The first emotion that I want to talk about is fear. And fear on Hawkins' consciousness level rating scale comes in at 100. And what this means is uh, anything below 200 is life depleting. And when we are living in this emotion, it takes our life force. And anything where that is the emotion driving it is going to be forceful. It's not going to feel easy. It's going to feel difficult. And what is fear? I mean, it's anxiety. It's panic, worry, paranoia. Um, we know when we're in fear, we feel tense. We feel defensive, insecure, timid, threatened. And I mean, God, we're, <laughs> we're, we can be afraid of everything. We can be afraid of dying, abandonment, rejection, failure, inadequacy. I mean, <laughs> shit, we can even be afraid of being afraid, which is the worst, right? And, you know, I mean, what's interesting about fear is that, and I, I think it's the most pervasive emotion in our society. And I think the reason why is because it's so tied to our survival, right? It was so adaptive in our evolution because if we were confronted with something, we could run away from it and then we could survive. But in today's world, I mean, most of the stuff that we're afraid of is completely fictional and we don't need to be afraid of it. It's really kind of called worry, right? And you know what they say about worry? It's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't take you anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's a complete waste of mental energy. So let's hear what the book of qualities has to say about fear and maybe talk about some ways of letting it go. Fear. Fear has a large shadow, but he himself is quite small. He has a vivid imagination. He composes horror music in the middle of the night. He's not very social, and he keeps himself at political meetings. His past is a mystery. He warned us not to talk to each other about him, adding that there is nowhere any of us could go where he wouldn't hear us. We were quiet, but we began to talk to each other, and he changed. His manners started to seem pompous, and his snarling voice sounded rehearsed. Two dragons guard Fear's mansion. One is ceramic and Chinese, and the other is real. If you make it past the dragons and speak to him up close, it's amazing to see how fragile he is. He will try to tell you stories. Be aware. He is a master of disguises and illusions, and Fear almost convinced me that he was a puppet maker and I was his marionette. Speak out boldly and look him in the eye. Startle him and don't give up. Win his respect and he will never bother you with small matters. See what I like about this book? It really kind of puts fear into perspective. You know, it's so scary and it's so serious. But when we talk to trusted people about our fears, when we really take action and and don't give in to the intimidation, we see how how um how little our fear really even matters and how silly it is that we're afraid of certain things when we illuminate our process and our emotion we can really have some space around it and you know it's good to have a little fear around around things that are very dangerous but when we're constantly living in this in this state of anxiety and worry and to the most extreme panic it depletes our life 
force. It takes our energy away from things like love and creativity and and all the good yummy things that we want to experience, right? So letting go of fear, you know, shedding some light on it, breathing into it, sitting with it, not reacting to it, uh, being curious about it, asking some questions, saying, is this a reasonable fear? Is this something I need to be wasting my precious life force on? And again, you can go back to letting go. He goes into fear in depth. Uh, but I just wanted to kind of share that beautiful piece of art around it because I think it really puts fear in its place, right? So fear, as it moves up the scale of consciousness and it moves from 100 to 150, turns into anger. And anger is a more powerful emotion. It's higher vibrating than fear. However, it's still in the area where it is depleting our life force and anything done in anger is not going to be easy. It's going to be fraught with a lot of resistance, right? So anger can look like revenge, resentment, jealousy, aggression, violence, stubbornness. Um, the good thing about anger is that sometimes it propels us into action where fear can really have us in this victim mode. Anger has this bolt of energy that that makes us stand up for ourselves. And you would like to say that anger is a good thing when fighting, but you know, if you, if you know anything about martial arts, which let me just say I'm not pretending like I know a lot, but I I do believe that in martial arts you don't want to emotionally react to your your opponent when you're fighting you want to stay very grounded emotionally so if you're actually fighting something being in anger uh is not as powerful as you might think so that being said let me read to you from the book of qualities about anger 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 sharpens kitchen knives at the local supermarket on the last wednesday of the month his face is scarred from adolescent battles he has never been popular his reputation as a fighter dates back to the seventh grade. Children never really understand how anger arrives at the house just in time for dinner. We never hear him ring the bell. All of a sudden, he is just there. As soon as my son hears his footsteps, he is running for shelter underneath the twin bed in the guest room. Anger is trying to gain truths, friendship, and respect. Anger is a meticulous reporter. He is accurate about details and insists on the facts. He never lies, but he rarely understands anyone else's point of view. It is true that sharp knives work better than dull knives. They are safer. A cut from a dull knife takes a long time to heal. However, if you have not used a sharp blade in a while, it's easy to hurt yourself. If you must ask anger to sharpen your bread knife, be careful how you handle it. He is not the only knife sharpener in town anymore. That is so interesting to me because I think what... <laughs> Anger, where the good qualities come in, is that it it really does have a relationship to truth, and and it really does have some kind of um, backing, like it has some reason for existing. But I think what's important here is that anger often comes back to hurt us, especially in personal relationships. I mean, this is my Achilles heel. This is where I go when I get scared. I immediately go to anger. And I can tell you it has not really worked out 
for me that <laughs> that well in my life. So this is definitely a lower emotion that I spend a lot of time nurturing and loving and uh, just kind of being willing to let go of. And I think it it as a world, you know, if, if we could look at anger as is a little bit less of a righteous emotion that we would we would be well on our way to the things that we really want to experience. And so after anger, what's kind of closely related, but they're very different, is courage. And what's so exciting and so good about courage is that this is the point on this consciousness scale that I keep referring to that it turns into 200. And this means that now this emotion, everyone up from this is life affirming. And when we're living in these life affirming emotions, it actually gives us power instead of forcing things to happen in our lives. So courage is the knowledge and the feeling of I can. When you are feeling courage, you feel assured and skillful, adequate, alive, giving, centered, balanced, flexible, self-sufficient, and yes, creative. At least you're thinking about creative, right? It's, it's when we feel like we can be effective in the world. And what I like about courage and, and how you cultivate courage, in my opinion, is that you develop the willingness to have it. I think that that is the key to living in courage. And I, it's sometimes it's hard for me to be willing to move from one emotion to the other or to do something I don't want to do. So a little prayer that I do sometimes that, I, that I've learned is just to pray to be willing to be willing because sometimes you're just so damn angry or sad you just don't want to be willing you just want to roll around in it going to courage really is the springboard for all the emotions that we really want to be feeling so let me read to you about courage 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 has roots she sleeps on a futon on the floor and lives close to the ground courage looks at you straight in the eye she is not impressed with power trippers and she knows first aid Courage is not afraid to weep, and she is not afraid to pray, even when she's not sure who she's praying to. When courage walks, it is clear that she has made the journey from loneliness to solitude. The people who told me she was stern were not lying. They just forgot to mention that she's also kind. I think that's really beautiful. It's such a beautiful um, description of courage because she's stable. She's positive. She's hopeful. Uh... She's sufficient and capable. And my favorite line in this is that um, when courage walks, it is clear that she has made the journey from loneliness to solitude. Oh, God, that's my life's work right now. <laughs> because going from loneliness to solitude, that means you've, you've kind of released and let go of your attachments to grief and pain and fear and victimization. And, and you're really embracing what is and what's true in life and you can see the benefits of solitude and so that is so that is some strong work that you have to do to get to that place and uh, courage is kind of the conduit that lets you do that and i would say that courage is is the conduit to all the higher emotions you can't get there 
without letting go of the past and letting go of all the benefits that the lower emotions give to you. But what you're exchanging is by engaging in courage is love and peace and acceptance and transcendence and joy. (laughs) And joy is my next emotion that I want to talk about. I mean, who doesn't want more joy in our lives? I think that it's a little bit different than happiness because it has a little bit more of like a, a sparkle to it. It has this deep soul kind of connection to it. It's really, um, something you associate with, with children, like this unadulterated happiness and delight, right? Um, it's uplifting, it's hopeful, trusting, warm and humble and sweet. And from joy, I think that you can pretty much create anything that you want. Um, it's the energy that radiates when the blocks to it have been healed and surrendered. So joy is the one of the ultimate feelings that we get when we do this work, when we become familiar with our emotions and learn how to uh, befriend them and let them go, right? So let me read to you about Joy. Joy drinks pure water. She has sat with the dying and attended many births. She denies nothing. She is in love with life, all of it, the sun and the rain and the rainbow. She rides horses at Half Moon Bay under the October moon and climbs mountains. She sings in the hills and jumps from the hot spring to the cold stream without hesitation. Although joy is spontaneous, she is immensely patient. She does not need to rush. She knows that there are obstacles to every path and that every moment is the perfect moment. She is not concerned with success or failure or how to make things permanent. At times, joy is elusive. She seems to disappear even as we approach her. I see her standing on the ridge covered with oaks and suddenly the distance between us feels enormous. I am overwhelmed and wonder if the effort to reach her is worth it. Yet she waits for us. Her desire to walk with us is as great as our longing to accompany her. It just gives me chills. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, every emotion has kind of this this downside. I think, I think the lower emotions have more of a downside, but thing about joy, it's not that it's a, it's a negative thing about joy. It's our desire to hold on to it. And our non acceptance of its permanence is, is where we can, I guess, experience some disappointment with us. You know, as we cultivate being in the present moment and get better at being with ourselves, uh, We experience more joy because we're not grasping it so hard, scared that it's going to be going away from us, you know? Um, This takes practice, but gosh, is it worth it? Is it worth being able to see the brilliance as in birth as well as death? You know, joy sees that there's value to both and is living in this major acceptance and beauty and I just love this description of joy. So I would be amiss. So because I really believe that all these emotions are so deeply tied to our creativity and how we show up and what we manifest in our lives, I would be a little amiss not to read her her little vignette on creativity. So I just wanted to share that with you too. Creativity. Creativity is not efficient. 
She has a different relationship to time than most of us. A minute can last a day and a day can last an hour. She loves all the seasons. She is on intimate terms with the sun and the moon. It is New Year's all year long at her house. What with celebrations for the Celtic, Hebrew, Tibetan, Chinese, Japanese, and other New Year's too numerous to mention. Creativity loves to gossip with the birds and put on her masks and beads and dance with the animals. Although bright colors amuse her, she most often wears neutral tones and especially partial to off-white. Some people consider creativity selfish because she does what she wants. I have always found her to be gracious and most generous. She certainly is complex. If you have only met her in a serene mood, her flair for drama may offend you. She is not your aunt with the porcelain teapot who plays chamber music. If you are one of those people who only go to see her when she is starring in a major melodrama, you will not hear the rain songs. If you insist she is mad, you will never see her face when it returns from a dream. Sometimes creativity disappears completely or wanders around the back alleys for weeks at a time. She has such a strong need to be occasionally anonymous. If you run into her at the post office line during one of these periods, you probably won't even recognize her. She is in a different place at that time. It is almost as if her blood has slowed down. When the blank period is over, creativity brings her free self home with her. Her skin is anew and she is ready to work. More than anyone else, creativity understands the secret meaning of months when nothing seems to get done. (laughs) For all my creatives out there, (laughs) I just love this. I love um, how some people think she's selfish, you know, because sometimes creatives because they're not they're not they're concerned with what they're doing if they're in their energy right like sometimes when we're really happy and joyous and free people I don't know sometimes they think that creatives can be a little out there or or weird (laughs) right um I also love this this ending line when the meanings of months when nothing seems to get done I mean Sometimes it takes some dormant energy to really create. (laughs) Sometimes it takes rest in order to produce, and it's just as important, right? So anyway, that feels really good to me. And, um, you know, this book is beautiful. If you want to pick it up, I know you can get it on Amazon. I'll, I'll link it down in the show notes. And again, this is just a little reader that maybe you'll you'll pick up when you're experiencing some intense emotions, or maybe if you're just doing a little meditating and reflecting in the morning, this is a beautiful book to curl up with. And I've gone back to it over and over and over again. And it just thrills me every single time. (laughs) So I was so happy to share it with you today. So if you are liking how this is going and you like this podcast, please leave me a five-star review and a written review and subscribe to the podcast. This is so important, you guys. And thank you for everyone who has done this. We're getting a lot of good followers and a lot of good feedback. And it's so, so helpful. If you really like this episode, uh, send it to a friend. I I send podcasts to people all the time (laughs) because I am the healing curator. (laughs) I mean, I think that people or like, what? Why is she sending them to me, this to me all the time? But, you know, a lot of people really love it. So send it to somebody who might be working on uh, learning about their emotions right now. 
And also I'm always on Instagram at Leah Fisher Art, and you can sign up for my newsletter. And as always, are you guys picking up these resources? Are you learning some things about yourself? Send me a message on Instagram and tell me about that. And if you are listening to things or something is, has been a big healing force in your life, send me that too, because I love learning all about this and I will leave you with that. Have a good week. <laughs>